Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. We do so by looking briefly and concluding this biography of Charles Harden Spurgeon, who became a Christian when he was a teenager and started preaching then at the Baptist Church at Water Beach. This church was soon packed because if you remember, Charles Spurgeon was a powerful, persuasive preacher. At the time, he was still a teenager. He wrote in a letter, I am 18 tomorrow and on Sunday, I hope to preach for the 188th time since I started preaching a year and a half ago. So it was only a matter of time until a London church offered him the pastorate and it was New Park Street which had a seating for 1,200 people and before long, as you may expect, that was too small. So they took a hall to accommodate more people. In 1856, while his preaching was in progress, he decided to marry and he honeymooned in Paris and twin sons were born. Spurgeon was the talk of London. The Lord honored Charles Spurgeon with conversions and we too can pray that the Lord would honor our gospel preaching, gospel living with conversions. When Spurgeon came back from his honeymoon, this hall was too small as the number was exceeding 5,000. So they hired a music hall. The very first service that he conducted there, among the 10,000 people who gathered, somebody shouted out falsely, fire. And in the end, during the stampede, seven people died. The 22-year-old Spurgeon was sick of heart. A few weeks later, he decided to start the service again in the music hall and he kept this up for three years. A biographer states that unlike the more, some of the modern preachers, Spurgeon never called people out to the front or asked them to perform any outward action in response to the gospel. He expected people to believe in Christ Jesus there and then or to seek the Lord who plants the faith of repentance in the hearts of those who hear the gospel. He never did what we now call altar calls. His greatest congregation was 23,000 at the London Crystal Palace. In his days, they had a day of national fast. We have many national um, day of things nowadays, a national day of prayer, but we do not have a national day of fast, but they had one. In 1861, the Metropolitan Tabernacle was opened to accommodate Spurgeon's congregation. He was 26 at the time. If you wanted on of the, to be um, um, part of the 3,600 people who had permanent seats in the church, you had to buy a quarterly ticket. And for the next 30 years, another 2,000 people packed this hall as well, or this church, Metropolitan Tabernacle. 
there was a pastor's college that Spurgeon opened to train up future leaders. A widow gave him 20,000 pounds. In today's monetary value, it would be about 329,000 rands. With this money, this widow asked him if he would start an orphan age, which he said he would, and he did. So he started housing for many elderly women, some social organizations, and an array of missionary outreach work. Through this all, Spurgeon was struggling with his health. He was frequently missing from his own pulpit. He had crippling depression that never went away. So depression was never far away from him. His gout was extraordinarily painful, and the disease that killed him when he was 58 had troubled him for some time. With help, he managed to answer an average of 500 letters a week. His book, or the commentary on the Psalms, is a major achievement, and we read that Spurgeon prepared his Sunday morning sermons on Saturday evening and the Sunday evening sermons on Sunday afternoon. He had a very fine mind. And here's something interesting about Spurgeon. He had no formal higher education or even theological education. He had a personal library of 10,000 books. His library occupied an enormous room in his large house. When he died, his congregation numbered about 5,000 people plus 23 mission halls with 4,000 other attenders and there were 127 lay preachers who went out from the Metropolitan Tabernacle Sunday by Sunday to preach the gospel elsewhere. And here's an interesting fact. Some of the preachers from Spurgeon's College came and pastored and preached here in Bloemfontein, particularly at the Bloemfontein Baptist Church. I don't know how true this is, but some people believe that Spurgeon could retain about 98% of what he read. Consider this. This man had 10,000 books and probably read all those books in his life. It takes me a few hours to prepare a sermon, about 15, 10, sometimes, sometimes even 20 hours to prepare a sermon for Sunday. But Spurgeon preached 6,000 sermons in his lifetime without repeating one. If you do the calculations, he preached for about 41 years because he started when he was 17 and died when he was 18. There are about 52 weeks in a year. So if you preach every single week for 41 years, you would have preached for about you preached about 2132 sermons. If you preach Sunday morning and Sunday evening for 41 years without taking a break, you would have preached about 4,264 sermons. This means another 1,733 sermons must have been preached somewhere in the week if Spurgeon never took a break. But remember, he was often missing from his pulpit because he was sick and sickly. But if you do Bible study during the week, 
and you preach again twice on Sunday morning and Sunday even on Sunday in the morning and in the evening you will still need to do a hundred you will still be able to do 156 sermons in a year so if you preach roughly two sermons a week that is 6,396 sermons in 41 years if you do 10 hours of preparation per sermon that's 30,000 I mean 30 hours a week and 8,560 hours per year and 63,960 hours in 41 years well you have to add the counseling hours replying to the letters praying reading not for someone preparation socializing and family time that Spurgeon had I don't know how he did all of this had Spurgeon been to seminary and had he been trained he would have worked with the Greek and the Hebrew language and would have read technical commentaries which he never was able to do because he did not study those languages formally I don't know what type of material he would have produced had he been able to let us all desire to be like Spurgeon spent for Christ not burn ourselves out like Spurgeon did but be spent for Jesus Christ one author says Charles Spurgeon was one of the greatest of our English Calvinist preachers a man who walked closely with God lived by prayer a man with a social conscience who acted as well as talked the gospel just knowing his story is a tonic and an encouragement in itself it shows that God can it shows what God can do with the life of somebody wholly given to the service of Christ none of us can be a Spurgeon but we can all be used some way or another by the God of Spurgeon Lord we Thank you that you are a saving God who saved Spurgeon, used him mightily. Lord, you are the one who did all the work because it is all of you. It is not of our own. We pray that you may use us to be spent for you, to give our lives in service to Christ. Help us, Lord, to devote ourselves to prayer, to depend on you wholly, Lord, help us to, if your this your will, uh, to be healthy as we see Spurgeon was sickly, and help us, Lord, in everything that we do and accomplish, to give you all that glory. Amen.